Ozzy the Sports Junkie here from the No Holds Barred with Ozzy and Jake podcast. Let me tell you something. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. Free is good. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. There's never been a better time to get your voice heard. And there's never been an easier way to do it than Anchor Podcast. They take all the legwork out of it. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So check them out today. Get yourself heard. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. Real, uncensored. Thing sucks. Unpredictable. You want anarchy? No. Ozzy the Sports Junkie. Only on Ozzy the, Ozzy the, Ozzy the, Ozzy the Sports Junkie.com. We'll do it live! Well, we've had all the introductions. We've had all the pomp and circumstance. We've had all the fuss and feathers. But it's time. It's time for... Life's not easy, man. You're riding high money, shot down in May. That's what the, the Sinatra song says it, and it's it's no truer words have ever been spoken. But what the hell is the the irony that it would be like your Jets, Mets, and uh, Knicks and Rangers all winning their championships right after 9/11, or something like that? There, there's, it's hard to enjoy. Now it, it's I enjoyed the hell out of that Lightning win, but it just sucks without having the fans. You know what? St. Petersburg, can you imagine how much money, Jake, they lost for having those two World Series games not at home? Yeah. I mean, they, they lost hundreds of millions of dollars. And who's to say that that fan support, that screaming dome, which looks a hell of a lot better now than it did 2008, it would have gone a long way in getting the Rays a new stadium, I think. Uh, uh, let, me, let me just, let's talk a little bit about uh, what transpired yesterday and the whole idea of the baseball season. Because I... You know, when we did the show a couple of months ago and this baseball season had just started up, I said, it's kind of a fraudulent season. I'm glad it's here. I can get to watch it. But 60 games, two months, don't like the idea. But you know what? I got into it. I'm very curious, though, because we live here in the Tampa market. Right. My favorite team, everybody knows, is the Mets. But I'm involved with the Rays. I covered them for many years, followed them uh, throughout, went to many games, did shows live from the press box and all that. Your son's hip, hip high into covering the Rays up there. Uh, absolutely in, over W D A E. But the thing is, I'm very curious. We know the Dodgers are going to get a lot of uh, a play in the, in the Los Angeles area in California and here in Florida. But the rest of the country... I wonder what the ratings were overall for the World Series. I loved it. I mean, I got, even though a two-month season, I really was glad that they had the chance to get to the playoffs and give us and this area a really fun ride. It was really, really fun to watch. You're absolutely right. It was a very entertaining World Series. And how about that Saturday? Well, playoffs overall, I'm talking about. Oh, it was the, great. Absolutely. And how about that uh, that Saturday night? You'll never see a wilder finish ever. I mean, you could you could sit all season and not hear, not get a better finish than down by down by two, two outs, two outs, two strikes. They were within a strike of going down three one. There's a Damas uh, with the holy rosaries on the uh, <laughs> the top step of the dugout. I'm like, come on, man, you got to give it up. And they bleaked out. I think it was a walk or a bleeder hit. And then a shot to right field. And talk about a game of inches. That game right there, I'll, I'll not, I'm not going to go so far as to say Carlton Fisk, 75 Red Sox. But it had all the, the makings. First off, it's an instant classic game. If you want an instant classic, 
And what's funny is this. Everyone remembers the 75 World Series, Jake, when, when Fisk hit the home run and, and waved it fair. You know, the Red Sox didn't win that World Series. But that's all that they remember. You're right. The Red Sox. The Rays will always yep. be remembered for uh, Rosema, Rosacea, coming around third and falling on his face, but then crawling to home plate. And the, even Joe Buck goes, Tampa Bay with He went berserk. So it was a hell of a better showing than they had in, you remember 2008, that World Series, to me, was a bit of an afterthought because getting by the Red Sox was the big, uh, the big uh, Goliath that they had to slay. And they got to, the, they, that uh, World Series, if you remember it, Jake, it was nasty weather. It was disgusting. Half the games were suspended. It took like a week and a half to play, and it was gross. And by the time Game 7 or the final game came along, they picked it up in the seventh inning. It was a mess. Well, we, we have, I mean, so many World Series. I can't remember everything, but being a Met fan, 1985, Game 6, Buckner, that was a, a uh, that was a classic. Seventh game also uh, was a great World Series game when the Mets beat the Red Sox as well. This, you know, this this was a lot of fun. I'm trying to pull up if they have them now. What the, again? The overall scope of ratings were because we know it was big here. We know it was big in Los Angeles. What about the rest of the country? Were they into it as much as we were? You know, I didn't realize until this morning. I heard it. It's a double dip for the uh, L.A. scene. They got the Lakers and the Dodgers. Haven't been a back to a season like that. I think in 35 years. It's hard to believe that Ray, the Dodgers hadn't won a World 88. Series in '88. Yeah. When they beat the Mets to get to the World Series. That's right. The Mets who were on the downside of that World Series team by then. Hojo and all those guys. And Daryl Strawberry. It was Hershizer's. I mean, you have to have that that stud pitcher. And uh, Hershizer carried the the Dodgers throughout the playoffs, right throughout the Mets, and getting into the World Series. And beating, of course, the uh, Oakland uh, A's. Thank God that Steve Sachs' parents didn't name their kid Oral. Oral Saxy. <laughs> By uh, the way, the, the ratings have not come out yet for the series. I'll be very curious how the rest of the come. We'll we'll find out what the market did here in the ratings, what it did in Los Angeles. But overall, I would think that uh, again, if I was living up in New York, would I have given a and never lived here in my life? Would I have really cared about the Dodger Rays? As a sports fan, I probably would have watched it, but not with the intensity that I did this time. I really thought last night, and that's lends even more credence if they could have let Snell get a little, you know, let him air it out. The and kid, we're going to get it. We're going to get, we got to get into this. I mean, the this. kid threw his ass off. He was just d- painting the corner all night and then for cash to pull him. And the, for the guy he pulled him for, I even had more of a problem with because the, the guy he brought in had just gotten roughed up two nights before. Here's how slow and dim-witted I am, Jake. I was three games into that series when I realized, wait a second, there's no roof on Arlington Stadium. That was a brand new stadium. You're talking, oh, you're, oh. Did you're, you know oh, that? Global, of course I knew that. I didn't. I First of all, I don't, it was kind of like, I went to the old, not the Fulton County uh, Stadium uh, where Atlanta originally played. You went to Turner. I went to Turner Field, which I thought was a very nice stadium, and it was only around since, well, I think they built it in 94 for the Olympics. Right, that's already 20 gone. 20 years later, they tear it down, and they, where they, I don't even know if they tore it down, but they build a new stadium, which didn't make sense after 20 years. 94 is pretty, you know, reasonable, modern. Uh, why they why they decide to build a new stadium? I think it was the area they wanted to get out of. What are you talking about? It's right next door to the old stadium. Is it really? Yeah, uh, no, the old I, stadium was lit up last night. With the, I thought it was no, cool. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Atlanta. Oh, oh the, the, the Atlanta? Oh, no, yeah. that Atlanta stadium is way across town. Now, right. They so got they, it out of 75 okay. right there. So, 
All right, so they build a new stadium in Atlanta. Now, Arlington, they built a new stadium right next door. Because it has a roof on it because it's so but god I awful. Lo- how long was Arlington Stadium around for? Three years. Stop Three years. it. <laughs> it wasn't long. I love the look of that old, that stadium oh, cool. where they played. They had like the, the triple tiered yes. with the, with the uh, facade and everything. It looked like a Broadway uh, theater. I, I really liked it. it now kind of, I expect to see Cliff Rolls in the upper deck with, with, uh, with uh, theater glasses looking down. <laughs> But <laughs> it was a beautiful park, though. I will say that looking from the TV, the Global or Globe Life Stadium, where the World Series played and where the Texas Rangers will play their games next year, really reminded me a lot of where the Marlins played. It was kind of that Had same look. I thought watching on TV with grass, it almost looked like the trop. The the the, the, the center field shot of home plate almost looked trop like. And again, it just it's such a shame that a Vinnick can afford to not. Because how many how many lightning games did Tampa uh, the city of Tampa miss out on during that playoff and eventual Stanley Cup winning run? I mean that's tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars that they lost out on. So it just really sucks, man. It really sucks because the whole baseball world would have been shined in on St. Petersburg and they would have maybe the uh, some hayseed out in Bismarck, North Dakota goes, you know that's not such a bad park after all. There's I mean the park's got to go. But it could at least shown that Tampa Bay isn't this horrible baseball market that people paint it as. Well, look, what the uh, organization has done with the limited amount of funds that they have, what Kevin Cash has done, and we, we're going to get into last night's uh, world or whatever day you listen to this podcast, the sixth game of the World Series, what Kevin Cash did is going to be questioned for a very long time. And Kevin Cash, as all managers have to do when making a decision, right or wrong, they have to live with that decision. You, do you think that uh, on a similar topic in all sports, do you think, and I'm, I know that the answer is, I bet you these coaches and football and, and Major League Baseball, they probably love this COVID separation from the media because they don't have the guys staring them down because your average press conference, there's 30, 40 guys breathing down your neck. Now they're in a separate room and they, and they have someone introduce each person and they only get one question. There's no follow-up. It seems like the, the head coaches now, they kind of get a break because nobody's up in the grill. Nobody's out going in locker rooms getting after-game quotes from players. So it's a different... Oh, it's the whole It's a whole different world. It is a different the world. world. And in the sports world, just like anything else, business world, people are working from the homes more. Well, people who built, bought, you know, these offices for their employees are now thinking... We got all this space, and we realize we don't need it because people can do a lot of the jobs now, do it from their home home base. Absolutely. As long as they're producing, what's the difference? So now they can minimize their office space, save money, and as long as people are doing the jobs from home, you know, make a lot more money. Exactly. I went to buy a webcam, right, for my uh, laptop because my laptop's a little older, didn't have a webcam on. I went to Target across the street and simply asked for, where's your webcam? This guy looked at me like I was speaking Swahili. He goes... You gotta wait like we got a three month wait out for those. I go for webcams. Is it is that chat your bait site really that popular? And then he told me every kid, every person. I mean, half the country is working from home. Yeah, you can't find yeah. that webcam anywhere in town. Although I found one at Goodwill for fifty cents. <laughs> and uh, you can check me out at uh, no, I won't even say the name of the site. But uh, no, because 
I was doing some stuff, and I was just using my iPhone, which is pretty good video, but that webcam gives you more of a broad spectrum. Mm, yeah. Well, it's no holds barred, Ozzy and Jake, after a, a few-month hiatus. A little hiatus. And we're going gonna to get into the, because uh, we got to talk about, uh, when you talk about the NFL and some of the COVID-19 situations that are popping up in college and what's going to happen there, who knows, but what the Bucks are doing now, what finally getting in tune, and they are becoming a powerhouse in the NFL. But they let's really just, just, I want to stay with this, uh, decision by Kevin Cash. You got arguably, because you could put whether it's Blake Snell or Charlie Morton, who the best one-two punch on that team is. The fact is, Blake Snell was dealing it last night. They're up one nothing after a home run by a Rosarina in the first inning um, against uh, Gosselin, who lasted what a, a, an inning and a third yeah, or something like that. And I knew it at the time, Jake. I don't have to tell you when you leave guys in scoring position in a World Series, like any critical game, let alone a World Series, it's going to bite you in the ass. And that was part of the problem with the race route. Huge but they, problem. But they won. They continue to win. But when you're in the sixth game of the World Series, they get one run. Blake Snell's dealing it. He's five and a third inning. He gives up a base hit after 73 pitches, zero walks, nine strikeouts, no, nine strikeouts, no stress. Again, Nothing. there's a difference. 73 innings of stress, that's different. But when you're not pitching with runners on scoring position, you're feeling confident, you're feeling good, and you knew it when Kevin Cash came out and took him out of the game, you saw the words from Blake Snell. You could read his lips. Yeah, started he with was, F and what Yeah, I, I mean, it does. Uh, I know that he's been doing it all year, but when you come down to the last two get possible, the last two games of the season, you gotta let the guy who's dealing it deal it with seventy-three pitches. You cannot change. Yes, you change the routine. You go with your gut. You let him try to finish it. If he doesn't, you get him out of there. But well, I'll quit. I'll. I'd rather second guess him for leaving it in there than seeing what transpired last night. Because you could have. Uh, look, Anderson has been very solid throughout the year. Right. He's had a rough stretch in the playoffs. You gotta let Blake Snell at least try to finish it. Exactly, Jake. If if Blake Snell gives up that the sharp liner to left field on the very next pitch, you live with that. I can deal with that. And then Blake Snell, well, you just ran out of gas. I mean, he run ran into a buzzsaw. But to have a Nick Anderson come in, his very first pitch was a rope to left field, and you could just see uh, Snell's look eyes look rolling in the dugout. I mean, and let's face it, you're not gonna win, and you can't throw a, a nine inning complete game shutout every to win world series games it's not it's just very rare there's only so many tom well, Severs no, and steve carlton and no, nobody uh, it's not gonna when, happen when you're talking about uh pitching complete games now as well yeah during the course of the year you can look at every single major league team you might get a total of 50 complete games maybe very rare i, I don't even know 50 is is the right number it could be 20 games uh, I, I for a whole team i bet you it's 20 or less oh for a whole team it's probably two or yeah. three that's crazy. I'm talking about for the league. It's not like when Dwight Gooden was pitching for the Mets back in the day in, in, in the mid-'80s, he was pitching 16 complete games a year. Right. I there mean, that's a lot of – they were going 260, 270 innings. Randy Johnson was pitching back back in the uh, mid-2000s. Guarantee the pitch count probably hit 150 at night. There were a lot of guys who did that. But 73 pitches, That's, that's six halfway games. through a night. I mean, don't you – isn't there an expression, we let it all hang out? Everybody's on deck tonight. You, it was a must win that could have got him to a game seven tonight with Morton, who got roughed up on his first time out. But I guarantee you he wouldn't have got roughed up a second time around. But, again, well, you can't a, win if you don't score more than one run. You can't win uh, if you can't get two out hits, and, uh, which Jake, is one I thing the Dodgers had done throughout the playoffs sure. is get more two out 
RBIs. And that's where, I mean, when you look over a season, the teams that have the good batting averages with running and scoring position with two outs or less, well, of course, two outs or less because third out, you're not getting in there. But those are the teams that are going to win on a, uh, uh, you know, on a daily basis. You cannot have guys. Last night, Jake, there was three guys in the lineup under 200. Austin Meadows uh, was a, a absolute disaster, no show. A disaster. I mean, he just he would strike out on three pitches. You could have underhanded it and struck him out. I don't know what happened to him. Disaster. Uh, Hesop Choi nowhere to be found. He plays great defense. I'll tell you, for a big guy, he is flexible. I mean, he goes. Oh my flat god, yeah. I mean, and, and you love his enthusiasm too. How uh, come he can't speak English? Two years in the league. If you if you were on a, a, a I don't care Korean. No. If you were in Korea... I can live there the rest of my life. I'd never learn a, a you'd word. Be, you'd live enough to get through the day, wouldn't you? I don't think uh, so. Something. I love Joy, and I love his enthusiasm. But Amazing. I'm really... Austin Meadows, who started, the, again, a short season, started the year uh, injured, but never got... I mean, and they expected so much of him, and he was so bad. I mean, really, really bad. William, William Adamas, bad. Oh, Adamas hit nothing. Nothing. Uh, Yandy Diaz, nowhere to be found. I think he was one for 16 or something. No, they You're had, not going to win a World Series with that, man. As good as your pitching is. Margot and uh, Rosarina were the two guys who came up with the big hits time after time after Rosarina, time. Rosarina, I don't know what his status is, but... There's a guy you want to buy stock in. Thank God they got him under team control. Now, even under team control, Gopher Greg and I had a big tay-to-tay last night about this. Even under team control, Jake, he can go to him to arbitration, and he'll get a bump in pay. Absolutely. Yeah. They should give it to him anyway just for what he did. Absolutely. I mean, there's your starting left fielder for the next 10 years. Now, I mean, he yeah. had 64 career at-bats going into that series. Well, uh, now he's the all-time postseason home run hitter. But let's, but let's be honest. I know they play in a dome. But they are going to be playing outdoors. A, a normal season is six months. It's, um, you know, this was a third of the season, basically. It's 162 games. I don't know what a Rosarina is going to do over a full season. I don't know if he's going to start off strong and end up, uh, you know, in a slump. I don't know if he's going to start off slump and build up momentum by the end of the season where he's kicking butt. Who knows? I'll tell you what. You have to tip your hat to Cash and the Rays. Forget the World Series. It was a m- way more competitive than the Madden team in 2008 against the, the Phillies. But on, that, on the other hand, I'll say this. Never. It was a bizarre thing for me, Jake, because never has one of my teams got to the finals where there was guys on the team. I didn't know who the hell they were. <laughs> Generally, after a, a baseball team. I know. After 162 games, you know every player on that team. Of course. And each guy's had a heroic moment along the way. Because when you get to a World Series, everybody plays a part. And like the 2008, that was cast of characters all the way around the diamond. There were guys I didn't even know who the hell they were. That bullpen could have been a who's who. I didn't know any of these guys because I... For, to be honest, the way that season started with the Marlins out for a couple of weeks, yeah. of co- it was like kind of it was teetering on shutting down. It was teetering on shutting down. But of course, I'm going to follow the Rays in the postseason. And they beat the Yankees and then and they move on to the World Series and a more entertaining World Series. You're never going to find that was a fun World Series. Let me on a quick sidebar. You know, people crack on Joe Buck and he does make twenty five million dollars a year. I think he's great. Dude worked nine straight days. You want me to count them? Saturday night, Rays World Series. Sunday, he did the Bucks game in Tampa. Monday night, he was in uh, Buffalo for the made-up Chiefs-Bills game at 4 o'clock. Tuesday, World Series. Wednesday, World Series. Thursday night football. Friday, World Series. Saturday, World Series. Sunday, college football. Monday, again, for the World Series. 
I mean, that guy earns his money. Absolutely. No, Joe Buck is a Hall of Fame broadcaster. Now, mind no you, question. he's not schlepping through airports, got coach, putting his thing in the overhead compartment. I, he's got, I'm sure he's got the nicest Fox absolutely. private jet. Oh, yeah. And he's only calling ball games. Let's face it, you and I could probably do 50 in a row in the five-star hotels but and sleep on the plane. It's, and still, it's still a lot. There's of, a lot of preparation as well. A lot well. of preparation and a lot of movement and a lot of, I mean, people want to crack on him. First off. Uh, from where I'm sitting, he was just inducted into the Hall of Fame okay. as a broadcast. Yeah, I think so. And Fox doesn't just pick any chucklehead to call games, the World Series and Super Bowl. There's nothing wrong with Joe Buck. No, there's definitely nothing wrong. I think it's a, a, a media that's a lot of jealousy involved and a quick sidebar. Now, you know, life's about forgiveness, right? Did you see what happened to my buddy Tom Brenneman? Yeah. I agree with he should be suspended and he should have lost his job. But he shouldn't lose his career forever. He dropped an F-bomb on the radio. No, no, no. He, he used a gay slur. I know. He dropped the, the, the gay F-bomb. And if you saw it, did you see his apology? What did he say? They he were was a bunch white. Of, no, he goes, it's, it's... Bunch of fags or something, something like, like that. that. Biggest fag and now city. You're ban- now you're banned from my show. No, I mean, this is what he said. <laughs> That's what he said. And he didn't really... Th- well, he thought he was off air. Number one rule. You got to know you always act like your mic's hot. Come on now. You can know better than that. But... Here's the thing. His father, Marty, has been there for 50-plus years. He's whole. He's part of the royal family of Cincinnati Reds baseball. And for my money, he's right behind. He's a close number two to Joe Buck at Fox for football. He got fired from Fox, too. Well, the, the, the question with things like this. He was this, quite contrite. Did you see his apology? He was white as, a, as that pillow, Jake. And well, he goes, uh, I got to tell you, folks, two innings ago, I said something, and I can't believe I'm that stupid to say it. And he handed that. He goes, I doubt I'll ever wear these headphones again. He handed the headphones off, and he got up and left the booth, and he lost his Fox gig. He lost his Cincinnati Red gig, which is part of his his, his uh, family bloodline is, is Cincinnati Red baseball. I mean, we all screw up in life, and, and I've used that, that expression, not anything against homosexual people or gay people. But, you know, when you're buddies, and as you get older, you try not to use it's, things like that. Look, Mel, Mel Gibson in a drunken rage being pulled over in the streets oh, many, crying. many years ago when anti-Semitic galore, and uh, he still gets his jobs as a director and actor and all that, but I am, not, I, am, I am not allowed in my family to go see anything involved with Mel Gibson well, because of those remarks, and you know what? I get it. Because uh, I'll take, uh, based on what I heard and everything, that wasn't his only offense. He's an anti-Semite. Absolutely. <laughs> did you, the family guy did it. You're about as sincere as Mel gives his apology. I apologize to my comments about the Jews <laughs> and their backhanded, sneaky, evil ways. I mean, he is an anti-Semite. He enjoyed making that Passion of the Christ. Is he a good, a good, actor, a good actor and a good director? Absolutely. Sure. But there's no need for that. Even if you believe that bullshit, keep it to yourself. Well, I guess that's, his father had a bunch well, of Nazi memorabilia around the house. Well, the, these are the things. When these things come out, is this who you are? Now, is is Tom Brenneman who that so. remark was? I, I don't think, know. I think that's a college kind of mentality that guys, hey, you, hey, give me another Well, beer, you're going, man. if you want to talk politics, you're going Trump's when Trump was talking about Locker grabbing pussies and all that. I know that growing up with my friends, I wasn't that crude with my comments about uh, the opposite sex, about women and women in my life. It just wasn't, it wasn't me. No, I wouldn't say, first off, it's a stupid expression what Trump said. I've never even heard that expression, and I say some pretty nasty things. But as far as uh, calling somebody a fag, I I think when you, especially when you're a younger guy, and it's a college, he's, you know, he's a college, he's not a college-type age person, he's in his 50s, but 
he's been around sports his whole life. He's been around guys. It's kind of a locker room mentality when you're up there in the broadcast booth, perhaps. I don't think his career should be ruined based on one thing. Was he deserved to be suspended? Yeah. Did he deserve to lose his job? Probably. But don't – I'll tell you what. When his stats is going to step, step down pretty soon, maybe even next year for the Rays, boy, and the Cubs even, get Len Casper's pasty ass out of there. Get Because Brandon called games for the Cubs for three years before he went home to broadcast the Reds. I had him on my show three years in a row when the Reds were in town, and he couldn't have been a nicer guy to me. It doesn't excuse what he said. It doesn't excuse what he said at all, but – Let's let's try to forgive it's, a it's, little bit. You can't crucify the guy for one slip up. It's uh, no, I do agree with that. I'd have to I have to hear it again to give you my honest opinion well, how how severe a comment it was. But I do understand. Look, he knew when he heard it went over. He knew he was in big he trouble. Did, and it, it, they, okay, fast forward two innings after he said it, and they come back out of break, and it's just him against the Reds uh, uh. TV backdrop, and he's as white as his shirt, and he goes, "Listen, folks, uh, I guess Twitter has been exploding. I said some words a few, and." I just can't believe I said it. He goes, I have no idea why I would say that. I'm I just an asinine thing to say. I do not feel that way. And I'm going to head my, my, he said, I'm going to hand the headset over and you'll probably never see me again. I mean, and they showed him leaving the bill. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was obviously you, you don't feel sorry for somebody for making that kind of buffoonery comment, but it wasn't like he said is if you ask me what Mel Gibson said was way more. Oh offensive. my God. Yes. He went on and on. Oh, it was a endless drunken rant. Your bloody Jews are all over me and your Japanese cars. Oh really? Mel, where are you from? Australia? Wasn't that a penal colony? I mean, you're not from the finest blood either. He's a jerk off Mel Gibson. Let me, let me ask you this. Uh, when we let's, I, I want to get back to the, you know, we don't have to harp all on this Kevin Cash, Bla- Blake Snell situation right. it's, because it's going to haunt him for a while. It's going to haunt him for a while. It will. And again, I'm, I, I understand the dynamics of looking at statistics and so on and so forth. But sometimes you got to go gut, back man. to the, you know, to what we grew up with, where you make decisions based on your gut. If a guy is dealing, leave him alone. It was just an absurd. Did and this hear- is a Monday morning quarterback. This is happening as you're watching is saying, no, right. No, leave. Did this you- is a stud. It would be like taking out Jacob DeGrom or, or Kershaw. If you think Kershaw is winning one, nothing, he's in the fifth inning or the sixth inning, throwing 70 pitches, gives up one hit with one out. You think then taking him out of the game? No, absolutely. Well, it's kind of good to see Kershaw put a World Series ring on his finger. He's a Hall of Famer. There's no question about that. Yeah. Uh, he may be the best left-hander of the last 20 years or so. But, yeah, at what point do you put that stupid uh, baseball, uh, the analytics, analytic? You know, the Rays, well, I would have said this, though, and I did say it going through this. They're really not Billy, or, uh, not Billy Ball, money-balling it with, uh, what's his face? Brad Pitt was in the movie. Um they would have Moneyball. Moneyball. Yeah. Small ball. They would have been the first. With Jonah Hill. They would have been the first team to ever win with that kind of concept, though. Well, look, there are percentages you play. It's like kind of like uh, if I can compare it to blackjack, when a you know when a deal has a certain number and you right. have a number, you you go with the percentages. Yeah, you might want to walk a player in a certain situation, but when your stud is, it would be like taking out a Rosarina because he hasn't Lefty hit well righty. against. Yeah. Yeah. You don't do that. Exactly. You let it, you let him bat. Did you and you hear Smoltz? You go with the hot hand. Did you hear what Smoltz said? And Smoltz is a Hall of Famer himself. Absolutely. He goes. He's got these Dodger hitters just, just yeah. stupefied. He did. They have no idea what they're Mookie doing. Mookie Betts 
could not hit him, did not see it. He the fail, Look, and by the time, all right, you say, okay, well, this would be his third at bat against Snell. I get that. So, you know what, as a pitcher, you change your approach a little bit. Sure. You, you might go down in the strike zone instead of up in the strike zone. Did you see this, Jake? They had a very interesting thing. They showed the raised bullpen, the arm angles. It was like a clock. They have every single arm angle. They, they can go high, they can go mid-range and low, because that loopy guy, I mean, he's practically t- uh, uh, Quisenberry grabbing his knuckles on the floor. Sidearm so, or... Sidearm, yeah. a buggy, buggy whip. And again, half those relievers, it. I have no clue who the hell they were. Well, let's talk about this. I, I mentioned that, I and we know that I brought up the fraudulent season being two months, and I'm not going to take anything away now. Dodgers won the World Series. I'm good with that. It was fun. It was the whole thing. was be The a season was fun for me, even as a Mets fan. I, I don't even care about that anymore. Yeah, what, I I mean, I want, what I want to ask you, though, is yes. considering the, that it was a 60-game season and it was still fun, and I think if um, they allowed fans in the stadiums, they would have packed the stadiums Absolutely. to get those 60 games, you know, 30 games at home in. I know where do you're you, going. Do you think now, and I'm not saying shorten the season to 60 games, but maybe you start the season a little warmer, maybe the – middle to maybe the 20th of April and you ended in September 20th. So you have a little bit more warmer weather going into the playoffs instead of playing well into October and you shorten the season, maybe from, I don't know, 160 was 120 to, to 120 or 130. I'm all for that plan, but not moving it back. I still like April 1st, the first but, Monday in April. Yeah, but here then it's you, fine. Then you, have the, then you have the, well, it is a little cool up there. It's very, it could, I've been to Chicago for an opening series. I lived there. It was, it it was, was freezing. Yeah, the winter, the, uh, the br- icy water breeze That's coming horrible. off the water. It's disgusting. I, All right, push it back two weeks, yep. shorten the season uh, to 100. And, I don't know, though. Do you really you want to bastardize it? Does it bastardize okay, it? Okay, so let's say we don't shorten the season. Let's say we just started in the, uh, the, the 20th of April and we ended September 20th, and now we play what we used to watch is a few, like we did this year, a few extra doubleheaders. Day-night doubleheaders, back-to-back doubleheaders. It doesn't matter to me. You want that 60... You want the 162 games? 161? Which one is it? I think it's 162. 62? Then get it done by shortening the season by a total of maybe... Maybe three weeks or four weeks. Again, starting a little longer in April, a little shorter into September, and then you just make doubleheaders. Well, I'm open to it. You know what else I've turned the corner on, Jake? I used to be anti-DH in the National League. Let's go DH. I'm all going the way DH. Around. I am too. I'm in. DH. I don't want to see bit, uh, pitchers hit ever again. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. They don't pay them to hit. They're horrible hitters. It's a waste of an out. I, well, Let's I, go DH. It gets more offense in the game. If you want to go with managers having to make more decisions and whether or not a guy can stay in the game, yes, it's there's a much more involved than the National League using. Yeah, but the, when, I'm, when you and I go to a ball game, I, I want to see when the bases are loaded and they're at the nine spot, I don't want to see, wow, I wonder what the manager's going to do here. I want to see at least somebody who has a shot of hitting the ball well, out of the infield. I like the, I, I enjoyed the DH. I enjoyed watching players who might be on the bench that day who I want in the lineup sure. are now in the lineup. And the bottom line is pitchers are going to go a little bit longer and have a chance to get a win instead of being taken out 
because they have to be taken out because they're coming up to bat and they might be a tied game right. in the seventh or they're down a run in the sixth and they need they got the bases loaded and they feel more comfortable with two outs getting a, a regular batter up there. And as much as I love the double switch when they go out and they'll pull they'll pull an outfielder yeah. out because he's up next. And Again, these are more decisionally ruled. They're more National League and the manager has a lot to do, but there's still a lot of managing going on in the American League. Joe Madden proves that. Well, of course, absolutely. And I used to love when they had the interleague games when the Mets would go to the other American League ballpark because now I can watch the DH. Yeah, because you knew they were going to probably put some runs on the board. Yeah, I, I don't even care. It's not so I, much I the runs. I, I, I fought it forever, Jake. I'm pro, pro DH. I'm now. pro DH as well. I don't want to see pitchers hit because it just looks goofy. And it's just, if we're going to make cha- drastic changes, there's a drastic change I can I can take. One that I can't take you get is the, 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 the extra inning uh, man get on that, second. Get that out. Because those get wins don't count to me. And if you want to do that, let's first of all, and I, I, I'm, not, I'm repeating something I read. Here's a couple options. First of all, let's do it after the 10th inning. Let them play a couple innings, extra innings, before we get to that point. Right. And why start them on second base? Put the guy in first base. It's a whole different ball game. Let them be bunted to second base, get the one out, and see if they can get the run in. Starting at a second base, just, I don't feel comfortable with that. It, Never did it, the whole two well, months. It reminds me of when I was a kid, and, and, and Johnny had to go home because supper was ready, and then we anything to outfield, anything to right field, you're out. I mean, it's kind of half-assed. So It wh- goes against the grain. What's next? Again, two outs? Two outs, and we change sides. So we have kind of fixed things. We're going DH okay, for all of baseball. I think that's good for everybody involved. We're starting it, it creates this- more jobs, too, because it'll have another player or two on the bench, I'd imagine. There you go. And we're going to start the season now around April 15th. About the third, day. second or third week of April, and we're going to end it. The second or third week of September, we're going to have a few more doubleheaders sprinkled in there to make up for the games. So we don't have to watch games. On the flip side of that, we don't have to watch games November. Nobody needs a November World Series. It's just I don't like watching. I feel, look, I went to World Series games in uh, in 86 when the Mets, that whole thing. And it was freezing out. They ended the season October 17th. And that was, I think now they go even further into the season. Oh, yeah. Remember, uh, uh, Jeter was the first Mr. November. Like this year. What What's today's date? October twenty eighth or something Halloween. like that. Yeah, 28th. I think this Saturday is the first one we have to but they fall re- back to class. They sure zoomed through the playoffs, didn't they? There was no days off. Bing, 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 bing. There wasn't a single day off. They took a couple days off of the World Series. But I don't. They took, yeah, one. Did one you understand the, the reasoning behind not having any days off? I don't, uh, I don't get where it. Uh, I don't understand because it. of a shortened season. The Maybe f- f- players were fr- they I, and they didn't have to travel. No that travel, was part, I guess. There's no travel. They're just sitting around watching TV. Then they might. So, uh, one of the reasons they went to Texas too, I heard, it because there's a stadium. There's a hotel built right into the stadium, which kept them bubble. Here's a, a quick question for you. What do you think of the NBA? The bubble worked great. Hockey, it worked fabulous. Baseball, the playoffs seemed to. There was no well, no, no well, no, no, well, well. Let's let's talk about the situation with Justin Turner now. Oh, what is going on with him? All right, so... I saw that this morning, but I didn't get the details. Okay, the details is... First off, I need to to shave. Anybody with that much red hair, why are the Dodgers trying to exemplify their red hairness? Because it's not a good look. That pitcher is so ugly. My dog screams and runs out of the room whenever he's on the set. But go ahead. You sure? You know that pitcher on the the the, uh, Dodgers? Greg was, was over last night. He's all pissed off about the Nike swoosh on the Dodger uniform. 
I, I mean, this crappy minutia is worrying him. It, he's pissed Little off crap him. like that. Because the, the Dodgers is a clean uniform that hasn't changed since Brooklyn. Well, the Yankees don't have names on the back of the uniforms. And, and never. my kids ask me, how come the Yankees don't have names? Because they never did. They never did. They, they went never, with the tradition. You know, players never used to have numbers. Babe, I, Babe Ruth. Don't remember that. Babe Ruth was one of the first players who had a number. Well, you remember how what they did is they did put the number as what? Where you batted. Yeah. Where you batted. Oh, where you batted. Yeah. How about this? Jake? That's why Gar- uh, Babe Ruth is three and Garrick was four. They batted three and four. Now you know the rest of the story. Did you know Mel Allen was gay? Is, How is about that? Is this a, a Tom Brennan uh, remark? No. And does that matter to me? No. I just don't know. Love how the, Mel Allen. That, so who does it? I didn't know that, So climb aboard, y'all, for this weekend, boy. Oh, shush. Um, who, who didn't love this weekend? Baseball is the great part, greatest it part of my Mel, youth. It was Mel Allen. I don't know if that's true or not. What? We need a we need a, tr- a fact checker on this so show. So where, where, where were we going? We were going with something, uh, and then you took me off track. This week in baseball, this week in climb baseball. aboard, y'all. Uh, we figured uh, out the new season for baseball. Uh, shorter season. Shorter season. I'll tell you this. Uh, while you think about that. Uh, no, I can't. Darn then I got to listen to your comments, and then I got to respond to it. Darn, it was about baseball. Or was it? <laughs> it was about the no. It's about the COVID and the COVID nineteen. Justin okay, Turner. Justin Turner. All right. So Justin Turner, the day before, had a um, a test, as all the players did, and it came back. Um, it wasn't confirmed anything. So they did a retest, and apparently they found out in the middle of the game yesterday. So Major League Baseball called the Dodgers and told them, get him out of the game in the seventh inning. So he had to be isolated. What happened is they win the World Series. He comes running out, takes off his mask, and is being participating in the jubilation and in the pictures without his mask and hugging people and knowingly no he knows he's got it he's got it what is his problem and it's baseball had said i know security wanted to get him off but they didn't want to cause a big stink plus there was press and all that now on the field so he's interacting with other people that normally he wouldn't I think family, kids uh, from the were on oh, the field great. as well. So killing would, the, the players' family. This just coming across. Bill Plaschke, noted writer for the LA Times, the writer, dead, yeah. dead Whoa. from COVID. No. Yep, from last night's celebration. Oh, stop! In the locker room. No, don't, no, don't make light of that Long, situation. Wait a minute. This just coming across. Longtime Dodger Vic Davalio. Vic Davalio died today I from the immediate impact. Oddly enough, he was there as a backup pinch. Hitter because Tommy Lasorda couldn't make it. Vic Davalio, everybody. That was so, a pinch hitter joke. So today was a uh, that's a, very a, weird. A man. big story about how he was able to come out of isolation to be a part of the uh, oh my, celebration. I can see celebrating, but leave your freaking mask on. Leave the mask on, but really, he the 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 protocol for Major League Baseball is immediate isolation. And I understand him wanting to be a part of the the team, but and you know the celebration. But hey, no, it's a plague for God's sakes. Control yourself. So I am going to be uh, talking about curious, curious about the rating situation, or uh, not just in the Tampa and, and L.A. areas, but outside of that area, how high or low they were. Were they down? I'm assuming they're going to be down a little bit, but also how Major League Baseball reacts to the Dodgers and Justin Turner and what they do. Uh, with the situation, him running 
out of the isolation and protocols Major League Baseball put in place and coming on the field to be a part of the celebration. What do you think about, I've heard this proposal too, when the, the NFL gets down to maybe eight teams that they have a neutral site and uh, cordon everybody off in a bubble situation because there's been a lot. How about the Patriots? No wonder Cam Newton sucked last week. They hadn't practiced in three weeks. I love it. They, he said he had two virtual online practices. What the hell is that? This watching last week's, and now we can segue into football. We're going to get to the Buccaneers who are sure. now like riding. Wow. They're riding a wave right now. Wow. They, they got the Tom Brady, Gronkowski confidence. But what I saw, I was watching the, uh, the 49ers against the Patriots. And Cam Newton, who I, you know, we know he has a heck of a lot of talent. We know with the injury last year, we know that he got, you know, he was, you know, let go. And, and he, he and, was, off, let's, truth be told, he was off to a pretty good start in New England. Oh, okay. Okay, start. They are, they are, look, we know why Brady was happy to get out of there. They didn't have great uh, talent around him. Exactly. This is a different team. It looked like they didn't come. You said they had a couple of weeks off uh, practice and all that. They, they did have two virtual online practices. Well, they didn't look prepared. <laughs> they didn't look like they were into the game. I know there were no fans in New England, but th- what was the score? 30 to 3 or 33 to 3? Something Cam ridiculous Newton like was, that. And he was benched and he was, he was all, the whole team was absolutely awful. I'll be very curious. Now, he's not going to be, be benched this week. He's going to start against the Bills. I'll be very curious to see. The, how Belichick reacts and Cam Newton reacts to the just just the sloshing they had against the 49ers and how they compete against the Bills. Yeah. We've seen how Cam Newton reacts when he loses and things don't go his way. He can be a little bitch. He I mean, remember the sideline, he was, uh, the Super Bowl sideline? He was literally on the fl- yeah. on the ground like a throwing a tantrum. I, if I'm not mistaken, Jake, it was the first time in 50 years or 60 years a player's thrown four interceptions in less than 100 yards. It was. It was. I mean. In Jameis Winston's defense, he'd throw four picks, but he'd throw 500 yards and, and that, four touchdowns. That, that is true. I mean, it, I hate to put it in those uh, parameters, but it could go fast, quick, and Belichick's not the kind of guy to put up with any BS from him. No, but Brady, Brady knew that the talent on the, you know, we could talk about my Jets, and you could talk about Sam Darnold, what the Jets are going to do if Trevor Lawrence does come out, because now there are questions that people are saying, if the Jets pick you, don't come out. That's bullcrap. Yeah. Uh, the bottom line is you need talent around you. Brady left for the Buccaneers, not only because of Arians, not because only because of the defense, because he knew he had really good talent around him. And the fact is they went out, and we saw what Fournette can do when he's healthy. What a great game he had last week oh, man. And against I, the Raiders. I, I thought that maybe Arians was sandbagging him a little, and he still might be. I think they're going to see a lot of Rojo, but as the season goes on, you're going to uh, see more Fournette, too, because he is a bruising back. It's a great combination. Really you got is. the quickness of, Thunder uh, and lightning. of Jones, and you got the, the strength. And, and look, let's not forget – Fournette is only, what, 25 years old? He's a thousand-yard back. He was a stud-college player coming out of a high-profile uh, program. I'll tell you, man, uh, uh, Rojo Jones, I'm glad that the Buccaneers did not lose patience in the guy because he's shown to be no, he's good. three, three games in a row he had 100 yards, had a pretty good game against the Raiders, did not go for 100, 100 yards. But I'll tell you this, Jake, when the Buccaneers can rush for 100 yards, th- I hate to say unstoppable, but that frees up. Tom Brady to just lay back, slice, dice, and Julianne the, well, uh, the well, defense. There, there, I mean, when, when they can run the ball, which they have, they never had any running game under Winston. Well, look, you can, if you run the ball well, it opens up the passing game. If you're passing the ball well, it opens up the running game. Now, 
We talked about bringing in Fournette. Now they're taking, and I, I like the chance. Arians has said it. If there's any friction right at the beginning, he's out. But bring it in. I mean, I don't know how you even fit him in there because they have either. so much talent. Mike Evans and Godwin and now Gronkowski. And, Do you think uh, that – here's a theory that I, my Buccaneer report buddies I threw around and I got uh, several different answers. Do you think there's a, maybe an injury that, that Mike Evans isn't letting on? Maybe yeah, yeah. maybe a Godwin hamstring yeah. issue? It, there, there could be some, you know, they're worried that maybe the injury, he maybe needs a break, maybe a little rest, maybe he doesn't play as many plays or downs as he did. So I don't mind that, but you also got a guy, and you couldn't get a better pass at the end of the half, 11 seconds left, when, oh when Brady God. throws that to perfect Miller. pass to Stephen Miller. Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. But, I mean, you could not have handed the ball to him. If anyone it who was, says that he's lost a touch, they did not, they're not watching this guy well, because it took him four games. And, and let's face it, with no preseason, it took him a while to get used to his yes, two teammates. Yes. This guy is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen, man. I mean, it, well, the how touch about, on the well, ball is just ridiculous. Not only that. How about it, this, Jacob? Les? First, he got off to a little bumpy start. You know, that's no, that's to be expected because of the first new team in Well, it got him mad, years. and you know what happened? The next two games after that game where he, he thought it was fourth down, yeah. and, uh, you know, where they that lost to the Bears. A, that might have been a game you don't ever want to see a loss. That might have been a good inspired loss. Inspired them. Inspired them, and it kicked their ass because they were killing the Bears. They were up two touchdowns. They let off the gas yeah. and some stupid penalties, and that's where Brady went off on the sidelines because you remember it was a third and 13 they had just converted and Jensen the big redhead once again goes over and thumps the chest of a bear 15 yards on sports and like throws it back and Brady lost his shit on the sidelines and you don't want to see that imagine the guy that pisses off Tom Brady I imagine the next the plane ride home was uncomfortable but the next morning in meeting of film study I wouldn't want to sit across from Brady or get the stare from the goat he's he's all that he's everything that they said he was and then some. It's not like we've never seen him play, but I've never seen him play for my team. It's I'm not going to jump the gun, but they're starting to pull away from the pack and and really show that they're they're one of the best top three teams in football right now. I I can't argue that Gronkowski comes in. You think all right, missed the season. He's injury prone. He's coming back. He wants to play. See what he can do. He's got Brady back at the helm. at first, but he's oh, starting. To, he's starting to get the it back. Last two games last week. Oh, my God, against the Raiders, yeah. not only catching the ball, but getting pummeled, and it doesn't phase him. And the man's the, a monster. He is rock. a monster, and he's 30 years old. People act like he's 48 years old. He's 30. He could play, you know, three, four good productive seasons left. It's up and to him. It's up to him. I'm telling you one thing. I think Brady loves Tampa so much, he's guaranteed for two years. But right, I think if let's, they, let's not look too far if ahead he, If he still feels good at the end of next year, that's a long time away. But I know for one thing— you can pencil him in for 2021 because he wants to play in front of the home folks. I know. I, I, I you know don't. The tickets are available. It's online last night. Tickets are available for Bucks games. <laughs> if you want to spend, you can go. I'm getting into a game before the season's out, buddy. So let's talk about also the Buccaneers lose uh, one of the up and coming young studs on the defensive line in Vita Bay, right? I think there would be a down tick. Their defense is now, again, also hitting stride. And. The Jets did them a favor, and they did McClendon a favor. A solid guy came out of the Pittsburgh organization. Jets played with the Jets the last five years. They were uh, they knew the Jets knew they weren't going anywhere. He's 34 years old. They knew Vita Vey was out with the Buccaneers. They offered him McClendon. Let me get you to a team that you have a chance to win with. Kudos to the Jets. Kudos to the Buccaneers for taking him Absolutely. in. Absolutely, and mean, this is a another wonderful pickup by Jason Light and the Buccaneers in bringing him in. You know, I was very critical of Jason Light. We all were. Everyone was. I yeah. mean, how could you not be after picks like the uh, the Aguayo pick? 
but a short of Aguayo and the Winston. But, you know, Winston, he had a lot. He set a record for touchdowns and yards. He also set a record for interceptions. But it didn't work out. Sometimes number one picks don't work out. You're a Jets fan. You know that. But yes, I do. He also brought in Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Cam Brait, the entire offensive line. Uh, Tristan Wurst is a stud in, in the weights, yep. in waiting. He's got, he brought in Rojo. He brought in, and for my money, a guy who looks better every single week. He's part Mike Singletary, part Lawrence Taylor, and that's Devin White. He's in on every play. List you, was without question against the Raiders his career game. There was not a better when, game. When Carr tried to go for a first down and he just exploded him on the sidelines. Clean hit, dude. No flag. He's always on the ball. He's always right where he needs to be. And oh, by the way, there's a guy beside him who's an all pro named Levante David. All products and the defensive backfield, which was much, much maligned, and they were god awful. For about the th- three of the last five well, years. Well, you put a pass rush on, it also helps the secondary. Oh, I mean, Carlton Davis looking great. How about uh, Boog Dean, Jamal Dean? That pick ignited this team against the Packers, and they never looked back. That Packer game, I was up there with my, once again, my Buccaneer report, fellas, who, where I'll be next Monday if you want to come hang out for Monday Night Football at the deck in St. Pete Beach. It's a really cool spot. Right over the Skyway, literally the other side of the Skyway, and you just turn left and it's right there. Um, that game did not start off good against the Packers, my friend. They were down 10 nothing in the blink of an eye, and it was not going well. And Jamal Dean with the pick, and they never looked back. That was it. You ever seen, you ever seen Aaron Rodgers that rattled? I haven't. No, that, you talk about the game before against Chicago, where Brady thinks it's fourth down at the end of the game. And then down 10 nothing, and everything changed on Aaron Rodgers' pick six. And it was all from there on in. The last two games, the Buccaneers have looked like the best team, arguably the best team in football, better than Seattle, better than Ulm, because they are so consistent from the defensive side to the offensive side. I really thought the Vita Vey, and again, this is why I'm not a GM. I didn't like the Vita Vey pick. I didn't think he looked like a defensive lineman. He is just, I've seen this guy mic'd up. First off, he just creates havoc. He is a havoc That's his job. player. And and he's very good at it. Get double team, he get triple team, team, and open up holes for everybody else. And he else. laughs. To watch this guy mic'd up, YouTube it, it's great. He just laughs at, he laughs at guys. He goes, you think you could do double team? He goes, bring three guys out. I'll beat all three of you. And he does. And another guy who's taken on, he's been kind of a, he's gotten a bad rap. Well, he's done a lot of bad things, stepping on guys nuts on Thanksgiving, oh, kicking so, guys. Uh, and oh, Dominic Sue yeah. has channeled all his rage into football. And I'll Where's tell you that, why. Another, again, coming from a high-profile college, one of the, I think he was the number one pick of the Detroit Lions. Absolutely. I mean, I mean he is a, however you think he is as far as his character, personality, the bottom line is he comes to play every freaking he game. He is a hell of a football player. And did you see him pick? He had a touchdown last year in L.A. He picked up, at some point in his career, he's been a running back. Because here's Justin Turner kissing his girlfriend on the field. My God. This well, guy's that's, got that's no what I'm talking. There concern you go. at all. She, well, it's his girlfriend. He's this has just come down. His girlfriend has died. His girlfriend Stop, has died. Stop. Don't say um, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I wish. You know what his penalty should be? Never to be able to grow a red beard ever in the history of his life. It's bad enough. My hair can get a little red when it doesn't. I don't get out in the sun. I can't get to the store fast enough to bleach it the Boy, hell you out. you are real. What, what, what's red I shame hair? the gingers. Oh, my God. Ginger shame. Because I'm, I'm like I'm like Hitler. Because he had, it was, the rumor had he was half Jewish. That's why he, you know, he had extra hatred. 
There is a rumor about that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, well, he also had t- a microscopic penis in one night. So the Buccaneers are on... You, you find out a lot of things on, on Noel's Bard. Yeah. By the way, Noel's Bard with, Jay, with Ozzy and Jake, available on so many platforms, I can't even name them all, but they're going to be on more and more and more. 50 minutes worth. We got 10 minutes left of the program. It, Giants, it. Buccaneers, and they're up in uh, at MetLife or whatever they call it now, New York. Uh, poor, poor New York. Why did New York decide no fans, period? Because of the uh, they were getting hit so hard. They were the first uh, state to re- or the first city, really. Truth to get be hit told, so how hard. many seats would they sell at this point? I mean, well, who, yeah, between the two who teams. Who the hell's worse? What are they, one in 15 between the two teams, something like that? Oh, damn, they're, they're bad. But the, the Giants have been semi-competitive, though, the last couple of games. Except for the run to the end zone by the quarterback who fell flat on his face after oh, tripping over Daniel no Jones, one. Daniel Jones, yeah. Uh, Boy, if you don't check your scorecard, if you kind of like phase in and out, maybe you wake up on the couch after halftime of it, does he not look just like uh, uh, Eli uh, Manning? He looks identical to Eli Manning in a jersey. He uh, he can run a lot, a lot better. He than can Eli. run a lot better, but uh, Eli Manning doesn't trip over a ghost on his way well, to the he end zone. So. He couldn't run seventy yards, Eli Manning. Trust me. Daniel what do you Jones think about if, if obviously you'll take you'll take the big kid out of Clemson if he's available? Won't then you? Look, I, I just want to say. I'll get to that in a second, but the Buccaneers, you don't think Brady wants to beat the Giants who put a damper on oh, some of his Super Bowl? That's a great you know? point. I hadn't, I hadn't put he those does, together. He doesn't care who's in that uniform. He wants to beat the Buccaneer, uh, the Giants badly this Monday night. That's a great point you bring up, Jake. i got to make note of that, and I'll sound like the smart guy at the at the table on uh, Monday night. That's been his kryptonite. Yep. The Giants and Michael Strahan put him on the ground. And Eli Manning. And Eli Manning, with a great little help from David Tyree. How yeah. Eli Manning's on a Hall of Famer, I think, is BS. I don't think he's going to. Well, first of all, he couldn't be a Hall of Famer. He hasn't been out long enough. Well, there are he's not people, yet, but two Super Bowls uh, should get you I, in. See, I don't, I don't buy it. I, I, Eli was a solid player. Yeah, definitely more than serviceable. But he made some, well, Brett Favre made some blunders, too, in all quarterbacks. But something about Eli made some, and I like Eli. I think he's a great guy, great character. I love the whole family. I think all of them have great personalities. Name but another quarterback with two rings that's not in. Starting uh, quarterback. I don't know if there is one. How about a head coach with two rings not in? There's only one. Tom Flores. What did, what did, who did he piss off? <laughs> Oakland Raiders. Is that I, unbelievable? I, 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 two I, Super Bowl I, rings, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. If you ask me, it might be downright racist. Oh, God, you are really off on this. How could it not today. be? I, I, I don't think because Flores is what of uh, Spanish uh, descent. I believe I don't he's know. a Hispanic. He's from Venezuela. I don't think that has well, anything to do with Well, generally, two it. rings get you in. Tony Dungy has one, and he's in, and he should have won seven with the Buccaneers. If you ask me. Oh, oh by the way, to, to hop back quickly, John Cooper, yeah, don't fire him. Because <laughs> I was ready oh, to Ohio State. No, the John coach Cooper? of the Lightning. I was going to fire oh, that John Cooper. If they lost, oh, yeah, you were. Uh, I was on the fire year? Cooper train. You were on suicide watch last year. If they lost that the the Cup Finals, I would have said fire Cooper. You drove me crazy. I was ready to give up on yeah. our podcast because I couldn't <laughs> take it anymore about your, you know, your just constant <laughs> annihilation of, of Cooper last well, year. Well, come on. They have the best record in the history of the NHL, and they go three. It happens. Four and out to the freaking Blue Jays. It happens. A-hole Tortorella. Hey, the Boy, Mets tor- beat the Orioles with, a, you know, the, tor- one of the greatest teams from pitching staff, 420 game winners that year in that lineup of oh. Hall of Famers. Mets beat them. You didn't fire all Weaver. Is Tortorella... Not uh, Mike Keaton 5.0. He's pissing his way through the league. Everywhere he goes, he gets fired and he hated. He does, eventually. But he he's will a, work he, through every... And he, 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 but a, he wins everywhere he goes. He's a tough character. 
he at some point I think he wears on the players. He must, and he wears on the owners, and, and he wears yeah. on everybody, yeah. and then he's fired. All right, let's very bizarre. But let's get back to quickly before we get any further into the Bucks. And well, the we're talk, done with the Bucks. Uh, oh, the Bucks will cruise finish on the Bucks. Listen to this, Jake. Now, normally this time of year, baseball's over. Normally, you would fill your weeks with the NHL and the NBA in football. Well, lo and Not behold, up. we have nothing now. Nothing. So what do we do? Do we need more Mac games? Do we got any called Northern Illinois and Akron? What do we do now? I just thought of that last night. We got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So and nothing in between. So we got two. I think we might have a few Thursday games that will for, come up for in the, the record, NFL. Leo Haggerty was on my show. Well, we got Thursday games in the NFL, so only Tuesday and Wednesdays are off. He made a great point. Thursday night football is shit. The teams don't have enough preparation. It's a horrible game. I don't like it either. I'm not a big fan of it. Whatsoever. I don't like Sunday. Oh, to Sunday Thursday. night! I was so tickled when the Bucks moved up to four o'clock. But I, no, I, 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 I agree with that. But I don't like the idea that you're playing a Sunday and then you're playing Thursday. I just don't think it's fair to the players. It's not, and the games are generally horrible. Yeah, They're not the best football game. No. So, and by, by, by the way, NBC, thanks for ruining Monday Night Football by paying billions of dollars for the best matchup of the week when everyone's in bed. I'm not watching a game that kicks off at 8:45, Jake. I'm sorry. If I make it to halftime, I'm lucky. the only Who time. How could? If the Bucks are playing because I'm in the area, and of course if the Jets are playing and they're not getting blown out, I watch the entirety. Yeah, but it, I start my football Sunday literally about 9 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I get well, up, Saturdays I I'm, I'm, I'm on a game day on ESPN. Right up until kickoff at twelve, and but but then that that seven o'clock ESPN generally it's a, a very good matchup. It starts at eight o'clock, not nine thirty. Well, yeah, well, it's also Saturday night. Saturday uh, night you go a little long, but oh yeah, you know. But as far before I end this, I want to uh, just the scenario is right now, Jets don't have a win. They're predicted and projected to have the number one pick this year. Do you fire Gase? The co- Absolutely. Everybody's got to go. Absolutely. You know, I had the Jets turn in the corner. I really thought that the offensive lineman was going to open up some opportunities well, well, for Le'Veon Bell, was going to give more protection for Darnold. I thought they had some receiver uh, Well, they had, it, they had injuries. What happened? They had injuries on the wide receivers. Mims played his first game this week. Perryman got injured from uh, the former Buck on the first game of well, the year. That's right. So yeah. he was gone. The offensive line has had 18 different combinations in the last year and a half and for a guy like Darnold who needs to help and as every young quarterback does he's had no help from the offensive line he goes back there he's already got a rush Le'Veon Bell didn't have any room to run it was just a bad situation good for him he goes over to Kansas City which is you're talking about a top tier team they are loaded especially on the offensive side we'll see, how, see how many touches he gets on the football but i mean that's a great uh, and they don't even need it just like they don't even need him quickly on your jets did you hear that speaking of the guy with who had COVID on the dodgers how about mcclendon the, the lineman found out the night before he was going to the bucks and he played anyways isn't that kind of yes. a conflict of interest i don't know if it was the night before or the day of the game they said uh, after the game we're sending you a limo you're they going had to a, they had a, yeah they had a uh, limo ready for him and said maybe that goes on more than we know maybe but as far as the Jets are concerned, they're already the, – here's the deal. Whether the Jets have the faith in Darnold with a complete team, an offensive line and receivers and all that, the bottom line is they cannot go any other route because the fans won't accept it. It doesn't matter. Trevor Lawrence has to be the pick. It does not matter who else is available. If Trevor just decides to stay in college for a senior year – 
now I'm up in the air. Do they trade the pick? Did they go after Justin Fields of Ohio State? Do they go after another stud offensive lineman? Do they go off? I, I don't know what they're going to do because there are players out there that are telling them the Jet organization is crap. Don't go there. You'll screw up your career. Let's go back for your senior year. But again, if you get injured your senior college, year. that's too much man. I think that's too many miles on, too many hits on him, although – I think he's a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback. So I think that, he's Peyton Manning Jr. That, and, and the only reason why the Jets do not trade Darnold now to a team that might be looking for a young guy who has the talent around them is because they can't take a chance that Trevor stays his senior year. Who the hell's their backup in New York? Uh, Flacco. No good. Oh, dear God. So he can't even move. Could they get a... Uh... Could they get Fitzpatrick back for maybe another run? <laughs> Did you see where uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was pissed off that he lost his starting well, game? Well, look, they're in a, they're actually three and three. They're uh, playing good football. He's had a good season. Yeah. We know what he can do, and they're Does in a he- they're in a playoff run. Look, the division other than Buffalo, they're a game behind Buffalo. He was so happy he had three more kids. That puts him up to a baker's dozen now. Look, the guy is, is a... Every uh, time they've ever had coitus, a child has he, resulted. He's an Ivy League grad. He's very bright. Did, he, has he ever heard of a condom? He has made a heck of a lot of money being bounced around, being paid, what, $10, $11 million a year? The worst oh, talk radio I've ever heard in my life. Shut up. I mean, my God in heaven. Is he Catholic? All right, we're at an hour. I'm done. I'm going home. Uh, it's I, been a stone groove, my man. Oh, God. We had a lot to make up. I know you're in the process. It might be another couple of weeks. It might be next week. I don't know what's happening with your house. It's I know you're moving. Brew. So we'll play it by ear, but it's been fun sitting here. Hey, hey, hey. I was going to ask you. Yes. Uh, rain tickets. When first off is the show? The show is in April? All right. The show is May 9th at Van Wezel. Oh, I, I thought that they only had St. Pete shows. No, they. Clearwater. What happened was they have the Ruth Eckert Hall on May 8th. They had an opening on May 9th at Van Wezel, so they filled that. So I have back-to-back nights. But I will say this. Get your ticket, but expect it to be canceled or postponed for another date. That's my guess. Why? Because of COVID? Because of COVID. I have a feeling that they're going to postpone both venues, Ruth Eckert Hall and Van Wezel. May I thought you were going to say because of the killer wasps, uh, bee, bee situation. So I Africa. would say buy the tickets now. You'll get good seats. Expect the worst. And look, I have tickets for this past July, July of uh, 2020. I know, you were crestfallen. I was going to New York, no, for Billy Joel. Oh, that's right, right? Billy Joel. They canceled it to January of 2021, which is coming up, and they just canceled it to March 24th of 2022. Those sons of bitches. He might not live that long. It's unbelievable, and because the seats are sold out, I had to buy it from a scalper for $300. I can't return them. So I got to send it out to March 24th of 2022 yeah. in New York on a Thursday night, I think it is. You're the real face of, of COVID. You're unbelievable. The victim. You're the victim. And I'm going All home. right, Jake. It's great to see you, buddy. Great to see you. We're back on a regular schedule. Great and, to see you uh, uh, elsewhere as well. Elsewhere. Uh, as we approach the holidays, as far as I'm concerned, to me, Halloween starts the holidays. Because the day after Halloween is what? November 1st. It's basically it's Thanksgiving time. Yeah, this is unbelievable. I don't know what's happening October uh, 31st is Saturday night for Halloween, but I know where I live, it's a community of 12 units. I don't With think a you're going to get a big we, we don't get, we don't crowd. get any kids because you have to have a passcode to get in. And well, I think, what would you be handing out? Metamucil down there? Although John Garvey's in your building, isn't he? No. He's not far from me, but Garvey, I don't live in a building. I live in a townhome. Oh, it's sorry. a unit of 12. 
Oh, well, Lottie, freaking. <laughs> Garvey, I'm waiting for that invitation over to the Garvey Mansion. Well, I'll let Garvey know. He'll be very, you oh, can put it out there. Garvey, I'm sure he can he just hear this. Garvey will be very excited about knowing that No Holds Barred well, I, is I, coming up. Hey, for, you know, for a very small donation to the No Holds Barred uh, production crew, perhaps a live show from the balcony at the Garvey Mansion. You know, who knows what can happen? Jake Shavkin's head. No, he's just... All right, it has been a strange brew of old and new, new and old. So I guess uh, it's Alice reruns from Monday through uh, Thursday. There's nothing going on. Notre, uh, it'll be no more Northern Illinois and Akron. Jake, great to see you, buddy. Great to see you, pal. For Jake Jacobson, I'm Ozzy. This is Sports Show. You check me out on BucksReport.com. More and more, my face is on there, and I'll be up Sunday Where's a Monday Night Football? Come on up to the deck in St. Petersburg. It's a sweet hangout right on the water and so many TVs you can't imagine it. So check it out and check this show out. No Old Bart is on more and more outlets as oh, podcast is the way to go. I don't know uh, how to put it any other way than that. See you next time right here on the Ozzy Radio Network. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. You gotta be kidding me! That is so bad, that is absolutely brutal!